Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp, your host, and this week I'll be joined by Chris Grassi, the assistant AD for marketing with Penn State Intercollegiate Athletics, and we'll discuss the impacts of COVID-19, where those cardboard cutouts come from, ways fans can stay engaged with their favorite Penn State teams, and also once the pandemic subsides, what are things that the marketing department is working through right now? to get you back on campus and back enjoying your favorite Penn State sports events. So let's dive into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics with our guest, Chris Grassi. Chris, thanks so much for taking some time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's great to be on. Well, I think we have to start and on the forefront of everyone's mind with the current state with COVID-19 and limited or no fan attendance in sports. Let me read you something. And I just want to get your reaction to this. Marketing refers to activities a company undertakes to promote the buying or selling of a product or service. And in sports, the majority of that relates to tickets, obviously, with Penn State football season in full swing. How do you do your job and what are you trying to accomplish when you don't have the ability to offer tickets to fans where they can engage in person with Penn State football? Yeah, so I was going to say, I think you need to put an addendum in the dictionary that you found that uh, <laughs> that, that term in um, for for 2020 because it, it is it has been very different for us as as it has been for everybody uh, around the country around the world. Um, you know, we've we've always focused on in the marketing department on um, getting people to come out to our games and in, enjoying uh, themselves when they come. Um, and that, that that's been my elevator pitch of of what my job is uh, for a while. Um, but obviously that, that had to change when we, when this COVID stuff hit. So, um, very quickly after, um, things started getting canceled in March, um, as an athletic department and as an external relations unit, we got together and, um, pretty much pivoted away from focusing on upcoming events to focusing on content creation and, um, giving our fans access to the team, to the student athletes, to the coaches, um, and, and just kind of showing as much behind the scenes as, as we could, uh, keeping our fans engaged. So um, as, as this spring turned into summer and into fall, it, it, it's definitely been a, a challenge, a new challenge for us, but uh, we feel like we've, we've put together some, some really great programs and initiatives to, uh, to keep our fan base um, engaged and as we wait to, uh, to welcome everybody back back to campus uh, hopefully in the near future certainly social media and online content in today's day and age is a large chunk of that but you have a fan base whether it's students alumni maybe friends in the community it's a very wide ranging group and the penn state nation is worldwide so how do you try to connect with each different individual arm of that penn state fandom out there because there are so many different groups that you're targeting throughout that. Yeah, that, that's a great question, and um, and there's no easy answer to it. We've we've um, you know focused on on different segments uh, in different ways. Um, we we've relied heavily on our, our student sections, our student um, fan clubs, if you will, um, to engage the student population for each sport. So 
uh, whether it be Nittanyville or the Wrecking Crew or uh, the Roar Zone or um, Pandemonium. Um, we've we've uh, encouraged our student group leaders to continue to engage with with their students um, and and the, the fans of of those programs. So that that's how we've kind of handled the student aspect. For the for the remainder of the fans, we've we've tried to do a number of of different uh, events and. Uh, you know, mainly virtually, but um, giving giving our fans an, an opportunity to interact and and engage and share memories and um, and and just just talk about you know what what Penn State means to them. So we've done um, a number of different and uh, new shows um, on on our Facebook Live channel, on our Lion Vision um, channel to to engage with that with that group and 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 tried to bring Happy Valley to. Um, to our fans all, all across the country and all over the world. Is it different for you right now? Because often in marketing, you're measuring based on a metric, whether it's uh, income coming back through certain sales or ticket sales specifically in sports. Is it different to just do stuff to enhance and build a brand and hope for a, a long-term return from this without having the exact metrics and other than viewers at this point to really judge your success off of? That's a great question because you're absolutely right. And, and our focus is, is always to, to continue to grow our mm-hmm. fan base and, and to nurture our, our fans. Um, but, but we've always hung our hat on those, on those great numbers um, on our, on our attendance numbers at Beaver stadium. Um, I think it was about two years ago where we had more programs in the top 10 average attendance in the country than any other team, than any other school. Uh, and, and, and as a marketing department and as an athletic department, we really um, are proud of those numbers. And, and our fan base is, is really unmatched um, at, when it comes to supporting our programs. And, and yes, it is a, it is a change in, 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 in goals to, okay, we can't have all these people in our stadiums right now. We can't be breaking these records. We can't try to push and get the, the, the largest uh, volleyball crowd in rec hall this season. Um, and, and it is, it is more of a long-term goal. And um, you know, just like everybody else in this, in this world, it's, it's just not, not what we're used to, but I think we've been doing a really good job in, in adjusting our goals and, and focusing on the long-term and continuing to, to engage knowing that this thing is going to be over at some point and, and we're going to welcome everybody back. What has been your favorite part of the fan interaction that you've seen so far, whether it is through the Facebook live shows, um, all encompassed in the virtual Valley initiative, but what has been some of the favorite things that you've seen the way fans are still excited to support Penn state football and Penn state sports throughout the launch of that initiative and more. Yeah, so it, it really started with with the success of our blue white virtual tailgate, which was uh, at the time pretty uh, innovative. Um, it, you know, it was uh, it was in the middle of April, so just just about a month after everything started to get canceled, and we were able to pull off a you know pretty much the first virtual tailgate event um, in the country, and uh, just the reaction from our fans and the participation really blew me away, and 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 gave us all. Um, you know, a great motivation to continue to, to, to provide unique opportunities like that for our fans. Um, I, I've enjoyed watching our fans interact with, with a lot of the different um, uh, 
lot of the different initiatives we've put together. Um, the uh, Every morning uh, of a game day, we do something called the roll call, which is just simply asking our fans where they're watching the game from. And gosh, we, we cover um, pretty much all the states and multiple countries across the earth. And uh, it, it, it's just great to see how big the fan base is and how engaged they are. Um, you know, I, I would say the, the initiative that has been um, consumed me the most, if you will, is, is actually not virtual at all. It's been our, uh, our, our stadium fan cutouts, which mm-hmm. has been something really cool to, uh, to, to launch and, and, and watch our, our fan base, um, you know, levitate towards it and, and, uh, and participate. Well, you went there, so I want to get into the cutouts. We've seen them everywhere. Can you take us through the process of where they come from, um, how they're built, where the pictures come from? I just give us the background on the cardboard cutouts because they're a worldwide phenomenon right now. Yeah, when when I and I think these things kind of originated overseas in, in a soccer league that that started playing before everybody else did. And when I first saw it, I was like, "Well, that's that's silly." Um, you know, how, how can that be a, a solution uh, to our problems here? Uh, but, you know, quickly, as, as our, the American sports started uh, taking off and in the different pro leagues, we, we saw, you know, how, how the fans um, reacted to them and, and, and really enjoyed um, being able to, to have their photo in the stadium. And so um, there are a number of companies um, that, that kind of sprung up overnight, obviously. Um, you know, they, they, they provide the website for us, all the e-commerce back, back, uh, back of site um, logistics stuff for us. And, um, and, and, and we promote it. And our, our fans um, go onto the website, upload any photo they want. Um, we push people to, to wear white for ours um, this year just to kind of continue that, that, that trend of um, – of um, you know sh- showing their school spirit and unity um, within the uh, within the the stadium, but um, you know fans are able to upload any photo. They they go through that website and get sent to a printer. Um, the printer is is um, uh, somewhere around um, the Mid Atlantic region, and and um, and they they print them out and, and send them to us on a truck. Uh, we get orders of them every week that come in. Um, so we get them in the stadium and we, we rally a bunch of uh, folks to help out and we uh, get up in the stands and start um, zip tying the metal stakes uh, down to the, the uh, bleachers. And then we put the, uh, the cutouts on top and hope they don't blow away. And um, so we've, uh, we've, we've got thousands of them in there and it's, it's been a, it's been a great visual um uh, for, for TV and, and for photos that we've posted, um, I think our fans have really enjoyed seeing themselves uh, in the stadium. Well, we had a little wind, a little snow, a little rain. I don't think there's cardboard cutout ponchos. Uh, how do they handle the weather, and what's the next couple of days going to be like for you and your, your staff as maybe you have to do a little cardboard cutout cleanup? So, so the, a common misconception across the entire world right now is that they are actually made of cardboard. They, they are actually corrugated plastic, but mm-hmm. cardboard cutouts are just a lot easier to say. <laughs> so, so, so they do hold up well to the weather, to the rain, to the snow. Um, what we didn't anticipate and what we probably should have anticipated is the gale force winds that have come through Happy Valley in the last couple of days. So, we are uh, in the process of shifting some around to get them out of the wind and, and uh, keep them warm. 
Um, and that, that, that just, uh, that, that takes a lot of, a lot of workers and a lot of help to go over there and cut the zip ties and move them to the other side of the stadium and zip tie them back in. And, um, you know, we knew, we knew there'd be a lot of work involved, but, but it's definitely worth it. Um, just the emails that we get of, of people being so happy that they've had this opportunity and, um, and, and, you know, placing photos of people special to them, um, in, in the stadium, we've got hundreds and hundreds of pets, mm-hmm. um, in the stadium. Uh, so, so really cool and unique, uh, opportunity for them. Well, I don't think we've ever had a bark in the park at Beaver Stadium. I don't think it would work out too well. So this is the one opportunity for dogs to get in. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're right. How, how has the visual been received? Because I watched the, the whiteout. It was so weird not being there for what you'd call the, the whiteout game against Ohio State. At night, it looked awesome. Like the visual, even just from a television audience, in some places you see it, you're like, yeah, I'm not sure if it works out. But I got to say with the Alumni Association, S-Zone in the end zone, and the cutouts, the visual really was incredible. Yeah, I was really happy with, with how, how it all turned out. It was kind of a vision that we had of, of, of what we wanted it to look like. And, and I think we, we did achieve it. Uh, I'm with you, the S zone banner, um, being up in the, uh, in the end zone behind the field goal net, um, is, is a really cool touch and a great idea from the alumni association and a partnership that we have with them. Um, they, for those who don't know, they've got the names of every, um, student in the class of 2020 and the class of 2021 on that banner inside the stadium. So, so a really cool initiative there. And, and being able to surround that banner with all of these cutouts and spread them out over pretty much the entire student section um, has, has been re- really well received. Um, you know, I, I, I'm like you, every time I watch a game now, I look for their cutout sections and a lot of people have them clumped together in different spots around the stadium. And, and we wanted that visual to just be, you know, overwhelming uh, for fans when they see it and just think, wow, they sold, thousands of those and look how much space it, it takes up and and I, I even heard a rumor that after a, the, the folks at Ohio State watched our game they um they cut all of theirs out in the setup that they had and, and, and replaced them to make it look more like um more like ours did so I, I don't know if that's 100 percent true it sounds <laughs> true but um but that that was that was nice to hear <laughs> Have you heard any feedback from the coaches or, or student athletes? Doesn't even have to be football because you're doing whether it's the cutouts or the season ticket holder events, the the virtual tailgate. I know some players had an opportunity to to jump on there and chat with fans. Have they felt and appreciated the messages, the showing of support throughout the year, even though the fans can't be there? Absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, from the coaching staff to the current student athletes to the former student athletes, we've, we've tried to involve as, as much of them as possible. Um, over the summer, we did a season ticket holder Zoom call with every single one of the assistant coaches. And, um, and it was just a great experience uh, for them. And, and I know the fans that attended um, really appreciated it. And, and the feedback that we got from the coaches was great, too. I mean, they're, they're just such such great folks and, and, and natural uh, speaking with our, with our fan base and our fan base is always a super engaging, asking great questions. Um, you know, I know, I know when, when a team walks into Beaver stadium and, and sees, you know, thousands of cutouts of fans that people have paid for to be there to show their support. I, I know they, they appreciate that. Um, I, I think they probably, um, wouldn't expect any less from, from our fan base and, and just the, the amount of support that they get. And, 
Um, so, so I know that there's been that there's been some great appreciation for all that. Chris, you you grew up in New England. Um, you've been actually all over the country, including Florida State, and then before coming to Penn State, you were at Georgetown. Take the COVID part out of this, just the Penn State brand in general. What has it been like? What is it like to work with a brand that's as reputable and recognizable, not only across the country, but across the world, such as Penn State? Yeah, it it really is a sports marketer's dream to work with a a brand and a fan base as strong as Penn State. And I know that might sound cliche to say, um, but but really, um, there's no stronger um, college brand in, in the in the in the northeast in in the um in, in this region in the country really um than penn state and and to be in charge of of marketing to that fan base is is incredible um you know i i've been at as, as you mentioned i've been at a lot of other schools uh, most recently um georgetown and it, it's just a different feel at other schools you're trying to go out there and and make people become georgetown fans or um navy fans or UConn fans, um, you know, they, they all have their fan bases, but none of them as, as big as um, Penn State. And, uh, and, and to come here and, and to, hey, we've got that base. We, we just want to make sure that they are happy and engaged and, and, uh, and feeling their, their Penn State pride as much as possible. So it, it really is a, a dream come true to, to be here and to, to work with, um, with, with such a strong, passionate group of fans um it, it really is kind of and i know we use the term unrivaled a lot but it is unrivaled across the country did your experiences working with georgetown basketball and the history there whether it was the late great coach thompson alan iverson obviously coach ewing and patrick ewing now did you lean on those experiences at all when you came to penn state yeah i, I think um everywhere that i've been in my career i've I've gained uh, some experiences that, that have helped me in the next spot. And, um, you know, at, at Georgetown, the, the challenge was just the overwhelming uh, opportunities for people in the, the area to uh, spend their entertainment dollars mm-hmm. and, and spend their time. And, um, you know, the, the Georgetown fan base is, is, um, is strong, but, but a lot of the alums uh, from Georgetown go all over the country and work. Um, and so the, the, um, the base of fans that you're pulling from um, in the D.C. area w- wouldn't necessarily fill the arena that they were playing in. So um, there was a lot of work that we, we did there um, and, and, and a lot of uh, fun that we had putting together some, some kind of fun promotions um, to, to draw attention um, to what we were doing in that, in that unique market. And, and I think it has translated really well. Um, working for a traditional uh, strong powerful brand like Penn State um, being able to take different aspects of, of what what I learned there and and um, and work with the, the awesome marketing staff here to, to kind of show them a little bit of um, a little bit of the creativity and fun that that could be had um, but, but also respecting the, the traditions of of, uh, of this university well I know well, you did the salute to cargo shorts. I think there was a kale night that you had in the past. Like, what are some of the crazy zany promotions that that you've come up with yourself throughout your career? Yeah, so I've um, yeah, I've kind of uh, have this reputation of being a little bit of a I don't know, minor league baseball type of promotional uh, person. So we were able to do a lot of fun things and uh, able to continue 
some of that stuff here at, mm-hmm. in, uh, at Penn State. But, yeah, we um, at Georgetown, we, we try to do a lot of things to, to gain attention and, um, and, and just drive eyeballs and, and, and get people to come out and experience our games. And like you mentioned, one of the first ones we did there was uh, called Hail to Kale, where we gave away kale to the first 100 people that came to a women's <laughs> basketball game. Um, this was in 2015 when kale was a very polarizing uh, vegetable. And, um, you know, we, we had a lot of fun with it, had kale eating contests and, um, and, um, and, and had a bunch of kale growers in California offer to send me pallets of kale to give away. And, uh, it, it, it really kind of hit the mainstream media and, and, uh, and caused a little bit of a stir and, and drew a lot of attention to, uh, to our, our women's basketball team. Um, so, so that was one of them. Um, another one that I did a little bit later on in my career there was, was called actual reality, which is, um, is ironic now because we're, we're just focusing on virtual experiences, but what actual reality was, uh, was a promotion at a men's basketball game where we took fans cell phones away from them when they came to a basketball game, uh, and wanted them to experience the game without looking down at their phones every minute. Uh, so what we did was we kind of went old school. Um, we had one section where you had to buy a ticket to sit in that section, but you had to check your phone at the gate. You got a paper ticket. Um, you had a Polaroid photo taken of yourself. Um, and you wore, uh, hello, my name is name tag. So you could actually converse with people in your section. Um, and so that, that, that was a really cool promotion, uh, brought, brought us a ton of attention there and, and, um, you know, was able to, uh, to, to actually go on ESPN and uh, and be interviewed by Bob Lee on Outside the Lines about that about that promotion, which was a super cool uh, experience. But um, you know, we we try to do a lot of things there to to, to bring attention um, to to what we had uh, going on. Um, you know, and, and same thing that we do here at Penn State, we we try to bring attention to to our sports and our our product that that's on the field. Hail to Kale! I have a feeling you could pull that one off at Rec Hall these days. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, very good. And yeah. from Bob Lee to Brian Tripp, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> That's okay, no, 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 this, 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 is, this is a huge deal for me, so okay. I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you. Yeah, I have to ask you, I guess, probably along these same lines right now while we're having a little fun, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, so I get this question a lot because I'm very adamant about it, but, but I, I do think that a, a hot dog in a bun is, is a sandwich. Um, it is a, a filling surrounded by bread um and i believe that that makes it by definition a sandwich um and i think anyone who doesn't believe that um needs to uh needs to think a little bit harder on it i guess i'm included in that group that needs to think a little bit harder um i disagree yeah. but i don't want to go down that road um i know we're running out of time but there was one thing that struck me and i want to end on this you mentioned when you're at georgetown and in dc there are a lot of different entertainment options, and it's a fan base that's spread out all over the country. What unique challenges does Penn State present because of its geographic location? Um, obviously, Philadelphia, New York, Harrisburg, Pittsburgh, the D.C., Baltimore area, they're all within driving distance, but it's a, you have to make a day of it to come from those areas. So what unique mm-hmm. challenges does does Penn State and its location present, but then also, there are obviously a lot of positives that go along with that as well. Yeah, and I've you know I've spoken on on the positives, um, but 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 you're correct. Each each school that, that you could be working at does does have challenges. Um, 
and, and, and our community here in State College is a strong mm-hmm. uh, uh, community that, that supports Penn State. Um, we have 40,000 plus students that, that, that support our, our program. But, but you're right. Um, to, to fill up Beaver Stadium, we need to, we need to draw from all around the, the Northeast. Um, Pittsburgh, Philly, DC, Baltimore, New York. Um, we need to pull from those areas. And, and you're absolutely right. Those are weekend trips for folks. Those aren't a Wednesday night basketball game that, that you're able to drive from Philly to come, come watch the Nittany Lions play. So, um, there are challenges, um, being in, in a smaller community. Um, while we do have great support, we, we do have some large venues that, that, that we need to fill. So we try to focus, um, on, on different, different groups for each, each type of game we have. When, when, as a marketer in, in a normal time, when we get a schedule, we, we look down at the schedule and, and, and circle different games that'll work for different groups. So if there's a, uh, you know, a Sunday afternoon game, while that might be tough from someone to Philly, uh, someone from Philly to drive out for, but that, that might be a great time to do a youth basketball promotion. Um, you know, if, if there's a, a Friday night game or a Thursday night game, that's probably a better time to focus on your student body than, than, uh, than the folks from far out. So uh, there are challenges for sure um, with our, with our strong fan base being, you know, spread out across the region. But um you know, those challenges are faced um, all over the country, too. We, we, we've got we've just got a great group to be able to, to pull from. Chris, I hope this was as fun for you as it was for me. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's great to join you. An informative and entertaining conversation with Chris. Appreciate his time. Also appreciate your time for stopping by. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. Like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast. And we will talk to you next time on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's go state the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.